Yeah, not, uh, not a lot of people may know um, that you've been uh, performing since the mid to late 90s. Um, so I kind of want to know, um, in your opinion, how the playing field has kind of changed um, today compared to, you know, when you first started out. Sure. Yeah, it has been a long time. 96 was our first record. I mean, the music business has changed so much. Um, you know, some some good, some bad. Uh, one of the things that I that I will say has changed for the that's that's helped bands like us, especially men, is with access to music. So it used to be that if you weren't selling records, then you it was hard to find your records. So so bands would always complain. <laughs> of course, they're not selling anything. They they don't sell them at you know Best Buy or wherever. It was hard. To, it was hard to find records from indie projects, especially, and the more that music was became on the internet, then all of a sudden people have access to it. So, so that was kind of helpful because Skillet was a very kind of underground indie band for a long time. Even when we got signed to Atlantic records, we, we didn't really have radio, big radio uh, support for quite a while. And uh, just, in fact, just last year, we had a record that, that released in 2006 and that record just went platinum last year. So 10 years to go platinum, but we didn't have any, any radio hits on the whole record. Uh, not, not, not a single song that went into the top 30. So that was a lot due to, to you know, MySpace at the time, people sharing songs, you know, check out this sound on the internet. But that kind of thing is really good for indie bands. Um, on the other side, one of the things that's difficult is that now there's, there's, there's so much access to that that there's a lot of competition. <laughs> there's like millions gotcha. and millions of bands out there. So the playing field has changed quite a lot, as well as, you know, rock music isn't as, is like in the mainstream as, as pop or, or uh, you know, urban and, and dance and, and all that sort of thing. So, so I think that one of the things that, that's very good is if you can get your, your niche and do what you do well and stay true to yourself, and hopefully please your fans. That, that's kind of the name of the game these days. Please your fans. It might not mean, you know, that you rule the world in, in, a, in a pop radio format, but you, but you have a career and you make art that you're proud of. Hopefully. <laughs> awesome. I know. Um, uh, that was awesome. Um, so I, I kind of wanted to know, because um, your most recent album um, had a, a few hit singles, and one of them, Feel Invisible, went on to be selected by WWE for that uh, uh, Battleground pay-per-view event. And I guess I kind of wanted to know what it felt like to, to sort of have a song that was selected like that, like for, you know, sure. for, for what it was. Oh, and, and so, uh, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I, it's so cool because... Um, you know, I grew up watching WWE or, um, and, and, you know, NFL and all that sort of stuff. And whenever you see a song used, it's a, it kind of brings out the kid in me, you know, and I get really excited. I always tweet, I always tweet about it or I videotape it and I, you know, put it on Instagram or Facebook because, because I don't ever want to get to the place where that stuff is, is not exciting, you know, <laughs> like, uh, like, Oh yeah, it's just another day. You know, my song is all over the whole world right now. Uh, that doesn't exist with bands like us because we're so thankful for what we get. And when, when something is huge as WWE, you know, I especially love the WWE thing because I'm, I'm a really big fan. I grew up watching wrestling and, 
and uh, you, you know used to do it, wrestle with my friends, and we would make up our own character names and have our own theme music, and it was just uh, something that I grew up loving. So I still have a real childlike, you know, love and fascination for it. So it's been, it's an honor, and 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 whenever I get to meet. You know, some of those folks, I get, you know, I, I get pretty excited. <laughs> awesome. Um, so this question, um, I'm, I mean, I'm sure you're used to it by now. Um, but, uh, you know, Skillet is often referred to as a Christian rock metal group. Do you feel right. that that, I guess, is an accurate representation of your music in recent years? Sure. Yeah, you know, I think that that you know some people really like having like titles um, because it, they they like to you know try to identify what something is, and if people like titles like that, then I'm I'm always totally fine with saying that we're a Christian rock group because what, what kind of what they mean is 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 did you kind of get your start in the Christian music industry um, or do you consider yourself a Christian? You know, so sometimes people say are you a Christian rock band or are you a rock band who has Christians in it? You know, people look for all these different things. So, you know, if I could kind of have my ideal way to explain what skill it is to somebody, my ideal way wouldn't be saying we're a Christian rock band. My ideal way would be saying, Hey, we're a rock band. I'm a Christian. In fact, my whole band are Christians and I love writing songs about what I believe and, and what, and how I feel. And, some of those songs are, most of them are going to be spiritual by nature because that's who I am. And I like writing songs about God or my relationship with God or, or the way that I see the world, you know, through my faith. But I also write songs about love and my wife and my kids and, you know, the, uh, violence in the streets and, you know, normal things, having good days, having bad days. So that's probably how I would describe myself. But I, I always tell people to say, are you guys a Christian band? I would say, yeah, because I don't want it to ever feel like I'm embarrassed of being a Christian uh, or embarrassed of the fact that I have been, am in the Christian market because I'm not embarrassed of that. I, in fact, I'm kind of proud of it. I talk about it all the time. So I'm not embarrassed about it, but I don't always love to, love to, to say it to everybody if they don't understand what that means because I don't want people feeling like, you have to be a Christian to listen to Skillet, or if you're not a if you don't believe what I believe, then I'm judging you in a certain way, or you know you don't belong at a Skillet show because uh, because we have got thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of, of of atheist fans and agnostic fans, and I meet them. I meet these people at every show because they always they always, they always tweet me, "Hey, I'm an atheist, and I don't I don't I'm, I don't like the Jesus thing, but your your music makes me feel good." you know, stuff like that. And I always laugh. I love it. I think that's what music should do. Who care? I don't care what you believe. Just come have a good time. Um, that's awesome. Um, and, and that sort of, you know, was, was the, um, vibe that I was getting from the music that it was very, you know, just feel good in nature. Yeah, good. I, I think that's a good way to describe it. I think that's probably why Skillet has so many. I mean, Skillet is kind of we're very open about our faith, probably more than a lot of other, you know, crossover Christian crossover bands have been. Very open about it, but I think we've got 
also at the same time a larger percentage of fans who are are not religious. And I think that they I think they pick up on that on the music that we're just being ourselves. We're not judging anyone else for who they are, but we're being true to us and writing about what we want. You know, we've been true to ourselves and true to the fans, and I think people really appreciate that. Definitely. Um, so over the years, you guys have um, toured with a number of groups: uh, Stone Sour, Papa Roach, Rick Benjamin, Seether. Just naming a few off the top of my head. Um, who was your favorite to work with and why? Oh, man, that's mean. <laughs> You're being mean to me. I've got oh, so many good friends that, you know, a lot of people have got these, like, nightmare stories. A lot of bands have got nightmare stories of, oh, I went on tour with, you know, so-and-so, and they treated us so terribly, and and it was we fought on stage and, and uh, bad-mouthing each other. And the funny thing is, is... uh. I've never, I've never had any of those experiences. And like we've toured with, I've, I've kind of become good friends with. In fact, you know, right now, you know, there's this, there's been that kind of like Twitter war between Chad Kroger and uh, uh, Corey Taylor. Uh, are you aware of aware of that? No, no, no. Oh, I, I keep seeing it on, uh, <laughs> I keep seeing it online, on you know, different things, and and I don't, I'm not really sure what, I have no idea what's going on there, but they're they're Twitter warring each other. And what's really funny about it is that uh, Corey Taylor, you know, from uh, Stone Sour, and, and we toured with Stone Sour, and is, is one of the awesomest people I ever toured with, never been treated better. And then we toured with Nickelback as well, and also got treated so good, probably like, pr- probably like just, I mean, it was one of the best tours we've ever done. It was Nickelback in Europe, and they gave us every everything we needed. Then they go, hey, have this too. They just treated us so good. So I was laughing because I'm like, this is funny. I don't know what started this. They're probably having, they're probably just having fun with each other at this point because they're both really cool guys. Cool Taylor treated us great. Nickelback, a Jacoby Papa Roach, one of my really good friends that I've met in this business. But also Shine Down. I can't forget them. Shine Down is one of the first bands that ever took us out and. Uh, honestly couldn't ask for more we've been on tour with them twice and great friends great people um i really got no complaints man we, we've been lucky <laughs> i gotcha oh that's awesome um uh so another question i had that's sort of in the same vein um so you started out performing um progressive rock originally um, your first band was Sarah. I just wanted to know, do you still listen to progressive rock, and, and does that ever, you know, in your mind still resonate in your music? Right, right. Okay, um, let's see. Yeah, my music history is, I won't get into the whole thing because it's so long, but the short version is that because I was raised in a really strictly religious home, I wasn't allowed to listen to rock music. Uh, and and not even like Christian rock music was not even Christian pop music. So nothing with drums, you know, it was, it was very much like stay away from the world. Don't wear their clothes. Don't listen to their music. And, and so I always just, I started discovering music kind of as my friends did. So, you know, sixth grade is the first time I heard Metallica and Iron Maiden and I fell in love with metal and, 
you know, all then my friends are listening to Bon Jovi and, and what I would call more of like glam metal, poison and, and, and crew and all that. And I fell in love with it. And then as I got into college is when I first heard of progressive rock. Yes. Uh, yes. is my favorite band of all time. Um, Kansas and, and even some stuff that I wouldn't call progressive classic, like Fleetwood Mac. So anyway, that's when I fell in love with it. So yeah, I still love progressive music. Yes. Yes. Uh, their album fragile uh, is one, is one of my top 10 records of all time. And I still listen to it regularly. There's not a lot of progressive stuff in skills music, but I would encourage you to go to the last track on our newest album. It's called the resistance. And at the end of the song, the last 30 seconds of the record is like it goes into to prog, uh, prog jam. And that was a little bit of my, uh, no, one, no one at my label knew I was doing that. That was a bit of a surprise. Uh, and that was a little bit of me kind of getting what I wanted. <laughs> so check it out. You'll, you'll, you'll hear a little bit of, of my roots in there from some of that prog classic rock stuff. You can hear it in Skillet's music every once in a while, but it's, uh, it would mostly be in the orchestration, probably. Gotcha. Awesome. And um, this is kind of my last question, but um, so the band's released 10 albums. You guys received two Grammy nominations. You guys have made it to the Billboard 200 charts with your most recent album. So my question is, I guess, what's next? Oh, man, I, you know what I would really love? I mean, we, we've been, radio's been very good to us. Uh, really started, uh, you know, getting a lot of radio play, which I, it really makes, that's the biggest game changer in all of your, your music career. You get radio, your, your life can change quickly. So I'm very thankful to them. We're still not what I would call like a, a, a staple at the format, and there's still a lot of stations that don't, that aren't, you know, playing skillet. What's next for me would be to keep winning those stations over one by one, that the skill it would be, uh, you know, not just have some big singles in certain cities, but that all of the rock stations would support Skillet in the way that, you know, they would support, you know, a Papa Roach song or a Shinedown song. Uh, those would be bands that would be stapled at the format that everyone knows. And, you know, even though Skillet's had, I think, you know, eight top ten active rock singles there's still a lot of cities that have never played a skillet song at rock station so what's next for me is winning those people over showing them that we belong there and putting out great music and getting the, the fans to come to the shows and and uh try to convince those people to, to really support us at radio and then the only other thing i really want to do honestly i just want to make the skillet fans happy i want to keep putting out music that they like and that they relate to and maybe helps them through a crappy time in their life or a bad day or whatever it may be. And that they keep uh, coming back and listen to skillet. That's really all I want. Um, is there, uh, that, that was pretty much all my questions. Did you have anything else you awesome. wanted to add? No, it was great chatting with you, man. You too, man. It was, that was fantastic. I, I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I hope to talk to you soon and hope to see you down the road. All right, man. Thanks. All the best. You got Take care. It. All right. You as well. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. 
Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.